Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Gina Marie with Gina Marie Coaching. Welcome. Hey, Lee. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice. How are you serving folks? Yeah, I am an executive coach, trainer, and speaker. I focus um, a lot on strengths coaching. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Strengths Finder, which is now called the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Uh, so I work with leaders and teams and helping create cultures of joy. And then I also work with Christian women entrepreneurs and coaches. Now, let's talk a little bit first about the strength training. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, that's, um, I guess it was based on a book uh, a while ago, and now it's a, a whole coaching uh, practice built around it. But that's about emphasizing strengths and kind of um, bolstering weaknesses. Yeah, it's more about the management of weaknesses. We don't want to completely negate <laughs> our weaker areas um, because that wouldn't be very responsible of us. So um, we offer people the opportunity to understand their top talents, which are their strengths. So if you take the assessment, um, it's the ones towards the top of their assessment and they um, have the ability to work on those and master those talents into strengths and then manage their weaknesses. But it's about kind of wringing out the most from your strengths while shoring up the weaknesses. Yes. So um, for some people that might sound counterintuitive that they, if they have a weakness, they want to focus in on that and spend all their time and energy and kind of bringing up that weakness. So it is no longer a weakness. Why is it more beneficial to kind of wring out the most out of a strength? Um, we want to work and spend the majority of our effort, time, and money on working on our strengths because those are the things that we um, are naturally good at. We naturally gravitate towards, and we can excel really fast when we focus on our strengths. Um, this all started with Donald Clifton, and he found that um, there was a group of 10th grade students. They did a research study to see um, if they could increase their speed reading techniques um, because the state of Nebraska was in an educational crisis due to their reading levels being below the national average. And two groups emerged. It was the naturally talented readers and the not naturally talented readers. Um, and some very interesting results came from that. And that's where um, Gallup kind of was birthed through um, this study was the not naturally um, gifted students. They were reading at about 95 words per minute. And after the speed reading techniques, um, they went up to about 150 words per minute. So this is comprehension. And the gifted, already gifted students were reading at a remarkably high rate of 350 words per minute, and they went up to 2,900 words per minute. So that was about an 828% increase because they were focusing on something that they were already good at. 
And then they took that kind of concept and then they've deployed it in lots of different areas for other people in different it, it, that's kind of agnostic in terms of the it, it works in other areas as well, not just obviously com- reading comprehension. Yes, in, in all in all areas. So now, what um, kind of compelled you to be gra- gravitate towards this kind of work in terms of uh, leveraging strengths? I found in working with a lot of my clients that there was an overall. Um, struggle to find clarity and confidence in, in who they were and what they had to offer because the things that naturally, um, that we naturally gravitate towards and we're good at, we wonder why other people can't do it because it just seems so easy. Um, but they could never express the language to say, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I should be focusing on. So strengths really, um, gave them the clarity they needed to either um, find a position that was a better fit for them, develop questions to ask an organization to make sure the organization was a good fit for them, um, or just help them with the overall direction of the their business and um, what they should be focusing on because it gives them joy. Um, and then they can delegate or ditch the other things um, to other people or just stop doing them altogether. And that really creates this um, level of of acceleration um, personally and professionally for them when they can do that because it it just brings them joy to focus on what they're good at. Now, um, is there kind of a trap though when it comes to this in terms of when I'm kind of following my bliss or the things that I really love to do, they might be something I'm passionate about, but it may not have kind of a business case around it that I can get other people to pay me to do that specific skill? Yeah, sometimes um, there are things that we are passionate about, um, but maybe we lack the skill or the practice. Um, so there is some discernment in that. And that's where coaching um, can really come into play in helping people really decide if this is something that goes with their strengths that they're passionate about, that they should be moving forward on, um, or if it's just something that is more of a hobby that brings them, brings them joy. So that's where um, the coaching piece really comes into play. So can you talk a little bit about how, when you're working with your clients, you're helping them kind of not only uh, discern what their strengths are, which I'm sure some of them, once you tell them, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Um, but then mm-hmm. also help them say, okay, now let's take this strength and then we can really leverage it in this area here. And then you have an opportunity here to really kind of transform or transport your business to a new level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the the fun thing as a coach for me is the more that I bring people through this process, um, the more I can see how talents really play on each other. Um, I have, I do not have responsibility high, but I do have um, achiever, achiever, activator and futuristic. And so people that know me would probably say that um, I do have responsibility high, but I actually don't. Um, It's because of that combination of three talents. So um, talents, there's four domains, uh, the Clifton Strengths domains. Um, there's executing, there's influencing, there's relating, and then there's strategic thinking. Um, and when we have talents in our top 
five or top 10, um, those will play on each other. And if they're in the same domain, they will amplify each other. And if they're in different domains, they modify. So that's one way that people can kind of mitigate those weaknesses is by um, combining and mastering um, some of their top talents and playing on those to overcome some of those weaknesses. And then is it the very start of a relationship, you're doing some sort of an assessment to kind of say, okay, these are these top three or four strengths. These are the top three or four weaknesses. So now we have at least a, you know, a starting point. Yes. I have all my clients take the full 34 talent assessment. There are a total of 34 talents that Gallup has um, found and there's no more, no less. So I have them all take that assessment, and then I end up taking them through a um, five-hour process, so five individual coaching sessions where I walk them through um, each one of their talents, and we divide them up into um, three different categories. So they have their top talents, their signature talents. Those are the things that um, they're naturally good at um, that they should be focusing the majority of their time on. They have their auxiliary talents, which are kind of in the middle part of their results. And those are the things that they can kind of turn off and on. Um, They can do them very, very well, um, but they may not bring them a whole lot of joy. Um, And I find that a lot of my clients that sit at a position um, where they go, well, I'm really, really good at my job. I just don't understand why I dislike it so much. They're typically um, sitting in that middle range of their talents. Um, and then the bottom part are their non-patterns, which is just kind of that nicer way of saying their their weaker areas. So we take them through that full process and then we kind of create a personal development plan to help them move forward and start focusing more on those top strengths. And then once you uh, develop that plan, is there some low-hanging fruit like a listener could take today Uh, to maximize their strength? Yeah. um, So I always have people go to um, YouTube. Gallup has a plethora of um, short video lessons on each one of their talents. Um, So if you can go there, you can learn more about your talents. If you just want to know what are my top five talents, um, you can go to Gallup's website at gallup.com slash access, and you can either get your top five um, and they send you emails and um, little action steps for each one of your top talents. Um, or you can go to that Gallup uh, YouTube theme Thursday um, and learn more and dive deeper into, into your talents. Now, in your practice, uh, do you have a story you can share of somebody that you worked with that once they were able to kind of see what their talent was and see what their uh, areas of um, maybe struggle are and how you help them get to a new level uh, through your coaching? For sure. I um, was working with a gentleman that has a consulting company and um he started going through the process with me and really latched on to to some of the areas that he was struggling in with his clients, um, why some people weren't moving as fast as he was, um, why he had to follow up and didn't understand why people weren't as passionate or forward thinking um, as he was in his business. So that was kind of a a pain point for him. And going through um, this process, we did something called an energy grid, and that helps you uh, write out all of the things that you do on a weekly or monthly basis, and then it has you rate them. 
and he found through this rating system um, some of the things that he really needed to delegate to somebody else um, or things that he could just drop altogether. And it was a, an eye opener for him. Um, and when he was able to do this, he kind of restructured his team. Um, and now he's excelling at a really fast rate because he was able to start putting more focus on his top strengths um, and kind of ditch and delegate some of those other pieces that um, he was spending a considerable amount of time on um, weekly and monthly and just really move him, his business um, and his clients forward. Now, isn't that one of those unintended consequences of if you're spending a lot of time in areas of weakness, that that is just energy depleting and Mm -hmm. you're frustrated and it could cause burnout. And if you can align yourself with your strengths and things that are coming easy, then all of a sudden you start getting momentum and you start enjoying your work again. Exactly. And that's my hope for all my clients that move through this process is they can just really uh, sit in a place that brings them a lot of joy and understand that there are people that love to do the things that you don't, and they're a lot faster at it. They're more efficient and it brings them joy. So it's, I'm totally for collaboration and finding those individuals that can really um, up-level your business and your organization because um, you can see those gifts in them and give them the things that, that they love to do and that you hate. Now, um, can you, uh, have you identified who your ideal client is? Is it that person that is a business owner that is kind of plateaued and is frustrated? Is it a corporate person that is maybe in a job that they don't like and would like a change of scenery? Um, have you kind of narrowed down who is the optimal client for you? Yeah, I have, um, my optimal client would be, um, Christian women, entrepreneurs who are, kind of starting their business or have kind of plateaued, as you said, where they're feeling kind of stuck and not sure which direction to go, um, very overwhelmed with all of the pieces of running a business. Um, and also those middle management um, individuals who are struggling to manage people or a team. Um, they typically got a raise because they're really, really good at managing processes and tasks and things. Um, but then they get handed the the leadership role and they're not quite sure how to um, lead a team or manage, um, manage people well. So those are, those are the two um, clients that really thrive with me. Now you mentioned um, kind of faith based uh, clients or is that, how did you kind of stumble into that area? Was that your faith is important to you throughout your whole career? So you just wanted to uh, incorporate that as part of your practice or is that something that came uh, later on? Yes. um, It's definitely something when I um, opened up Gina Marie coaching, that was um, extremely important to me. Um, I don't, I have the resources and the tools for, um, adding faith-based, um, faith, faith-based flavor, I guess you could say into the coaching. Um, but I also understand that some organizations, um, don't want that in the training or in the coaching. So that is also, um, something that I stay true to as an individual. Um, but I recognize that not everybody holds the same beliefs as I do. Um, so I'm very sensitive to that and, um, I'm willing to customize the approach for the organization or the individual based on their needs. Now in your work, um, did you 
have somebody that was a mentor to you or was this something that you were kind of self-taught? I've always gravitated more towards um, an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I didn't really have anybody in my life early on um, that mentored me or showed me the way it was kind of fallen into. Um, I ended up breaking my foot on a trampoline. I should never go near trampolines. (laughs) Um, And so I was kind of stuck at home and um, my friend asked me to go to a um, Mary Kay uh, event and that kind of ironically launched this whole um, self-improvement world, um, seeing that women wanted to help other women succeed and it just really struck a chord in me. Uh, and that really kind of ultimately launched, um, my coaching and training because I just loved being around people and believing in them before they could believe in themselves. Um, like that organization did for me at the time. So community is an important component of your work as well. Extremely. Yes. Now for the coaches out there that are listening or looking for, um, you know, some, advice. Is there something you can share about how to build community? Because I think I agree with you 100% that community is so important, especially for the small to mid-sized business owner, that you have to have a way to build community, serve a community. That makes your life a lot easier when it comes to narrowing down who the ideal client is, how to serve the ideal client. Anytime you can bring a a bunch of like-minded people together Uh, and get them all kind of rowing in the same direction, a lot of good things can happen. So can you talk about how you've been able to build community with your folks? Absolutely. I found a organization called We Align, and that's um, the affiliate coaching organization that I'm a part of. And we like to refer to ourselves as a tribe of coaches, um, really getting down to that core of serving one another and having the abundance mentality is huge. Um, when you can start growing a community um, that, you, like you said, you're all moving in the same direction, it's very uplifting. Um, it brings you through kind of those hard times in your business when you feel like, why am I doing this to myself? Why do, why do I keep um, dragging myself through the mud? It feels like some days. Um, and then you just have those amazing um, times in your business as well, kind of that roller coaster ride. But having that community around you to, um, to challenge you to be a better person, um, to help you when you're struggling through some things in your business, um, it, it's, I, I can't speak, um, to how much that it's meant to me to have that really, uh, amazing, uplifting community behind me. So I 100% say, if you don't have a community to, <laughs> to find one, um, and sometimes it does take a little while. I did have to try out a few, um, networking groups, um, a few organizations, um, until this one I found, um, was a great fit for me. So that's also really important too. Right. You, you might have to kiss a few frogs, uh, yes. before you find your people. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, but it's something that you should, um, kind of have the resilience to keep trying because once you do find your people, life becomes a lot easier. Life. Yeah. And business too. Um, like I said, when I found this organization, um, and these amazing group of coaches, it 
propelled me so much further, so much faster um, in my business. And that's when I felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. And it really took off um, because when you have those people behind you that are rooting for you, that are champion, championing for you, um, it makes all the difference in the world. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you um, and learn more about your practice, is there a website? Yes, um, it's www.ginamariecoaching.com. And that's G-I-N-A-M-A-R-I-E-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, you're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 